0: Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Presented by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. I'm Dan Pramack. On today's show, the right to be forgotten and the only transcript that matters. But first, the fraying cult of the founder. So in Silicon Valley, the founder is King, Zuckerberg, Musk, Larry, and Sergey. And it's evolved into a hero worship whereby even when founders do wrong, it's only viewed as a preamble to them doing what's right we venerate the founder because the founder built something from nothing, and no outsider could ever recreate that sort of magic. Remember, Apple faltered when Steve Jobs was fired, and only regained its luster once he was reinstated. The result, from a practical perspective, has been so-called super control for lots of founders, whereby corporate governance structures often make it impossible for founders to be fired, save for outright fraud, and they give founders unilateral ability to sign off on acquisitions or major strategy shifts. Boards of Directors are there to advise, not to consent. But lately, it seems that the founder cult is losing some adherence. The most obvious example was last year at Uber when Travis Kalanick was ousted. And yesterday we saw WeWork dump Adam Newman following a disastrous IPO process in which the company's paper valuation plunged and venture capitalists turned on the man in whom they just entrusted their billions of dollars. The bottom line, startup culture might be undergoing a fundamental shift. After 20 years of founder control. In 15 seconds, we will go deeper with Axios Chief Technology Correspondent, Ina Fried. But first,
1: this. Bridgebank believes in the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors, those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. That's why Bridgebank has been dedicated to providing financial solutions to sponsor backed emerging technology and growth companies for nearly two decades through its national network of banking teams and offices. Bridgebank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. We're joined now by
0: Axios Chief Technology Correspondent, Ina Freed. So, Ina, you know, just over a year ago, Travis Kalanick gets fired from Uber, which he co-founded and was CEO of. Yesterday, Adam Newman gets canned at WeWork, and there have been some other lesser-known ones over the past year or two. From your perspective, is this a sea change or just a couple one-offs for boys who are behaving badly?
1: I think it's a little in between. I think a line is being drawn that even the most successful founders, and I would put Travis in that category. uh, Adam aspires to that category. I wouldn't put him there. But even the most successful founders, we have limits on what we'll accept. I think what's also notable about both of them is both of them were very well insulated by the corporate structure. They had big voting control. You know this stuff better than I do, but they had a lot of things to keep them from getting pushed out and they were still pushed out.
0: Well, you know what's interesting about that? Kalinick didn't have the voting power. He had to rely on some friends on the board who ultimately turned on him. Because you know, he he didn't he wasn't the sole founder of the company. He was actually brought in after the company was technically created by Garrett Camp. In the case of Adam Newman, he couldn't be fired until about a week and a half ago when basically, because of investor pressure on the IPO, he agreed to all these big corporate governance changes, which to be honest, right. he didn't have to agree to. And then it's almost like he Ended the board a knife and they stabbed him with it. If you're a founder today or in a week or in a month and your board comes to you and says, you know what, you've got the super voting stock, but it would really be better for the company if you give it up. Is that going to even be possible right now, given what just
1: happened? I don't know. I mean, I think there's two lessons that you can see being taken away. And I certainly hope that more of the lesson is the former than the latter of the two. I'm about to say, The first lesson is that investors need to make sure they have sufficient control and that this cult of the founder really needs to go away, that nobody, you know, we hear a lot of talk these days, nobody should be above the law. There's a reason we've had this historical governance structure that the CEO reports to a board, you know, and can be replaced. The second lesson is the one you mentioned, that CEOs are like, wait a second. I really should keep this super voting control because, you know, all these founders have been pushed out. I really think it will be healthier for the industry if this notion goes away. And I get, you know, of course, if you're the founder, of course you want to keep control. And, you know, if you look at Travis's history, you know, he'd been pushed out three times. Uber was the third time that he'd been sort of messed over in his mind. By an investor.
0: It's interesting though, you're right. So you have these two examples, but look at some others, right? You know, Evan Spiegel at Snapchat. There were I think if the board could have gotten rid of him, they might have. Zuckerberg at Facebook, even when the company went public and, and the IPO documents came out and it became obvious so quickly how they had at the time missed on mobile, he maybe could have been in jeopardy, but neither one was able to be. From your perspective, the Uber and the WeWork situation and then some of the smaller ones, do those outweigh those other examples? In the mind of Silicon Valley and kind of this idea of the cult of the founder.
1: I mean, they may. I certainly don't think that we've seen the last founder to maintain super voting control. I'm sure there will be another example. I do hope we've seen some behavioral limits. And that's what I'd really hope that the industry does is sort of say, we're not going to tolerate X. And I think you've seen in both these two cases, you've actually seen examples where the boards, the investors were able to push more than they might have had the contractual ability to because there is public pressure, there is market pressure not to put up with an unlimited amount of nonsense.
0: You know, know, what we've seen over the past, say, 10 years, maybe you talk about the cult of the founder, but particularly when it comes to venture capitalists investing in startups has been this desperation almost to be perceived as, quote unquote, founder friendly. Right. And sometimes that involves corporate governance or other things. And that's different than maybe, say, 20 or 25 years ago, when founders would view venture capital as a not just a necessary evil, but always be looking over their shoulder because venture capitalists had a reputation in the early days of the industry of invest in a startup fire the founder and bring in somebody you know a quote professional ceo are we going to go back in terms of the venture capital industry's reputation to that olden day and is that where we're heading maybe that venture capital is going to be viewed like it was viewed say in the late 1980s or much of the 1990s not like it's been viewed this millennium
1: i don't think we'll go that far i do think it's a pendulum i think two things will happen i think one the market you know will turn at some point i'm not going to claim to have a crystal ball. I'm a journalist, not an investor for a reason. I'm terrible at picking market trends and companies and economies. But I will say that whenever that happens, you're going to see capital tighten up, which will give VCs more control, which will see them take a more hands-on role, and I do think you will see that. I don't think it'll necessarily go all the way back to where it was. And then when the market turns up again, and startups are popular, and there's more money chasing fewer deals, you'll see the founders. I think this will prove to be a pendulum over time.
0: You're in Silicon Valley, you're in San Francisco right now. Give me kind of the zeitgeist, the feeling on WeWork. It is a New York-based company. It is more real estate than technology, despite the fact that it's got technology investors and presents itself as a technology company. There seems to be a interesting sort of glee that I'm, at least via Twitter, that I'm reading about his fate. Am I reading that correctly?
1: You know, I think everyone's trying to blame the other coast. You know, the East Coast is trying to paint WeWork as a Silicon Valley story, and Silicon Valley saying, hey, this isn't us. You know, I think, you know, certainly the perspective out here is, you know, WeWork as many of our landlords, including Asterisk, Disclosure. Axios' San Francisco office is a WeWork. So it's all of our landlords, but we don't, no one thinks of it as their company. I think the co-working trend is a San Francisco led product, although there was a report out, you know it's growing all over the country and all over the world. Co-working makes sense. That doesn't mean we work makes sense.
0: In five years from now, is WeWork still a major landlord? This company, is it just the sector that explodes or is WeWork able to persist and maybe even thrive in the future?
1: Well, I would say it strikes me as analogous to a couple of the things we've seen before. Remember Napster? Napster wasn't the thing. Peer-to-peer was the thing. The next one was, I'm not big on Bitcoin, but I'm big on cryptocurrency. I'll be trite and say I'm big on co-working. I'm not necessarily convinced WeWork will be the one that is the enduring company.
0: Ina Freed, Chief Technology Correspondent for Axios. Get her daily newsletter Axios login at signup.axios.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, fam. My final two right after this. With offices
1: and tech hubs throughout the country, including San Francisco, Boston, and Atlanta, and new offices in Seattle, Denver, and Chicago, Bridgebank continues to meet the innovation ecosystem wherever it thrives. And through its teams focused on technology and life sciences companies and the equity investors who fuel them, Bridgebank delivers a responsive, high touch client experience. Bridgebank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridgebank, be bold, venture wisely.
0: Now it's time for my final two, and first up is a big win for Google in Europe, where a court found that the European Union's so-called right to be forgotten only applies to Europe itself. So for those not familiar with the term, Europe's right to be forgotten basically gave EU citizens the right to ask search engines to remove sensitive or outdated information from listings about their past. France was seeking to have it apply globally, meaning it could apply, say, to a Parisianer living in New York City. Now Google was opposed and the court has sided with Google. On the one hand, you could read this as Google greedily wanting to preserve the sort of data from which it profits. But on the other, it's also could be viewed as Google wanting to maintain a common public record with some individuals having sought to expunge legitimate news stories or things like criminal convictions. It is a delicate balance, which so far no one has quite figured out how to master. And finally, the White House this morning released a memo related to the July 25th call between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky, which has become the focus of a House impeachment inquiry. Now, Trump, over the last couple of days, has confirmed much of the reporting around the call while simultaneously calling those reports fake news. But the one new thing we learned from the transcript was that Trump asked Zelensky to work with U.S. Attorney General. Bill Barr on allegations of impropriety by 2020 rival Joe Biden. That is a big addition to the narrative, as it shows that all of this wasn't just Rudy Giuliani freelancing. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Jesse Lee, have a great national one hit wonder day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another pro rata podcast.